Hi there, you're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. It's episode 127, and in today's show, I am so excited. We had a great interview with my good friend and local realtor, Nicole Nicolay. I have known Nicole for years and years, and we had a great conversation today about her transition from being a full-time speaker. She was on the road speaking to thousands and thousands of agents across the country and really across the world, and she transitioned about eight years ago to the family business, and she is now a full-time realtor. Uh, she is also a uh, an incredible athlete. She is participating in her fifth Ironman coming up. Uh, She's an amazing mom and wife. And so we just had a great conversation about business and life and balance and health uh, and setting boundaries and social media and all kinds of great stuff. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation as much as as I did. On a personal note, I just really want to thank Nicole for this conversation. You know, when I look back into my own trajectory, uh, who inspired me, especially early on back in the day uh, in, in terms of technology, real estate, social media, Nicole. Nicole is at the top of the list. So thank you, Nicole, for this conversation. I loved it. Uh, For all of our listeners, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, relax. I know you're going to love this conversation. Let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Katie Lance podcast. I am so excited today. We have a great interview lined up. So excited to chat with a dear friend of mine, Nicole Nicolay. And, you know, for those of you who do not know Nicole, I have I've known Nicole for years, probably yeah. more than a decade now, right? We go Definitely. Away. There are decades in there. Yes, there are decades. And, <laughs> you know, we first I think really connected probably on the road. Uh, Many of you know, back in the day, I worked for Inman News and there were many uh, sort of roadshow events, Agent Reboot, Inman Connect, and uh, just really connected through social media and then connected in person. And, uh, you know, Nicole is practically my neighbor. She's here in the Bay Area, although, you know, we're both so busy that we got to set up Zoom times (laughs) to, uh, to connect. I know. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. I know. Oftentimes we'll connect like, you know, in other parts of the country, not necessarily our own backyard, but such is life. Uh, but I'm, I'm super excited to uh, to chat with Nicole today. For those of you who don't know Nicole, uh, Nicole Nicolay, otherwise known as Nick Nick to a lot of you on social media, is a full-time realtor. She's passionate about helping her clients love where they live even more. Um, Growing up in the business, Nicole found her calling in real estate marketing, and she traveled for nearly a decade, training and speaking to over 200,000 agents nationwide. She created and delivered educational programs for nearly every major real estate brand, as well as for the National Association of Realtors. And after both of her companies were acquired in 2013, Nicole joined the family business as a local realtor. Um, Nicole's been recognized as Rookie of the Year and Grandmaster by the Bay East Association of Realtors for outstanding achievement in sales and service to her clients. She's also co-founded the popular movement Love Livermore in order to facilitate a greater sense of community, both online and offline. And she's also been named one of the 100 most influential people in real estate. And on a personal note, she's awesome. So welcome, Nicole. So happy to have you here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm sorry I gave you that whole bio and you had to read all that. (laughs) I feel like I'm also a hundred years old when people ask me like, 
so wh- what's your background? And, and then I have to pause for a second and go, um, do you want the short or the long of it? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But I bet you feel uh, somewhat the same because, you know, you, you've been around the industry in and out of the, in and the ins and outs and all around, and you've held many, um, incredible titles and positions. And so I, I would imagine that you, you understand this. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. So for people who are not familiar with you, can you, that's a great segue for me to ask you, you know, just a little bit about your backstory. Um, You know, you were, you were traveling when we, when we first connected and you were on the Mm -hmm. road and then you, I remember you making this really big um, to me, it seemed as kind of an outsider, a big, a big shift, you know, joining your family business. And I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about that story. Oh, thanks for asking. Well, um, you know, in, in, in 2005, I started a blog with my husband who, you know, Reggie and called my tech opinion. It was one of the very first, uh, real estate technology blogs back in the day. Um, I remember it well. I used to read it every week (laughs) (laughs) and, um, gosh, it feels like so long ago. It actually is now. Um, and we were early adopters of social media and technology and video and, um, just really passionate about sharing that knowledge with others. And um, bef- it wasn't before long, I found myself on the road, including with you, um, touring with Agent Reboot and Inman News, um, and just interfacing and teaching and educating realtors all over. And I I enjoy that. Teaching, educating is, is definitely a part of who I am. Um, I love breaking down concepts and um, and being authentic about it, you know, and, and helping people find their way of doing it their right way, I guess. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I, I loved being out there and, and visiting different markets and working with real estate brands like Realogy and Remax and even locally with, um, you know, other local, local brokerages here. But, um, you know, after a decade or more on the road, you know, and having small kids, it, it became very clear to me that I needed to make a shift. And fortunately, um, my little fledgling startups that I had, uh, both, both had offers at the time, one from an IDX company that wanted to, um, take over, uh, agent evolution. And then one from, uh, Fidelity national financial that wanted to take over my other, uh, little startup. So once those, you know, were acquired, I didn't have a job, Katie. <laughs> so I, I found myself like, oh, I don't have a job. I'm not touring. I'm not speaking anymore. Like I don't have these companies. What am I going to do? So of course, uh, the fallback always, um, which was not necessarily a fallback. It was always being whispered into my ear as growing up in a family of the business, both my parents being realtors for 30 years, um, always hoped that I would join the family business. So it just kind of, kind of happened. You know, I, I, I just uh, approached them and of course they were more than willing to let me, uh, come to work for them. But it was funny when I did, because they said, Oh, we can't wait for you to, to join us. You can rebrand us and do your, you know, build us a new website and do all the marketing things. And, um, they were adorable, but they also said, go out and get your own clients. You know, they weren't, they were, they were more than happy to have me do all of their open houses for them, but, um, they weren't really willing to hand over their, their client, you know, base. And so, um, I actually think that was the best 
uh, move they could have made for me joining their business because it forced me to put my money where my mouth is. And I had spent so many years educating realtors about how to connect and grow their sphere and grow their business that it, it now became my, my job. So, so that's kind of how I ended up, um, becoming a, a realtor and transitioning and gosh, it's almost been eight years now that I've been a full-time realtor. Wow. Wow. I, I can't believe it's been that long. I feel like, I feel like I was just chatting with you and, and it was, it was just happening, but it's, it's been yeah. exciting to see that, that trajectory. Um, and you know, one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you, I, I think it was a, probably a post that, that I saw you uh, post either on Instagram or, or Facebook, somewhere on social media about, you know, kind of like this whole work-life balance. And I mean, just, you know, as someone who, you know, has connected with you online and in person and, I love seeing, you know, your, like you said, your kids were little, you know, back in the day. And now I, I saw like, come back to school pictures. It's like, oh my gosh, they're, they're you know, they're, I don't know, almost tall, as tall as you, taller than you. They're, you know, Evan, just, Evan is six, five now. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely taller than you. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I've, I've sort of seen you, you know, as you balance family, but also I really admired how you balanced health and wellness and really kind of prioritizing that in your life. Um, along with having a thriving business. And so, you know, the million dollar question here is, is balance a myth? I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that and maybe share some tips or or things that you might share from your own personal experience that might inspire our listeners. Well, I think that balance uh, for real estate professionals is very challenging. And maybe, maybe balance is better achieved in other professions and other industries. Um, I I can't speak to that, but from the realtor perspective, balance doesn't, doesn't work for me. I chased and chased a way to try to maintain that balance. Um, right when I started, um, you know, when I became a a full-time realtor, it was much different than being a speaker or, you know, having a business in the industry. Um, you know, your clients need you when your clients need you. So setting boundaries and having expectations and, and, uh, really stepping back and looking at priorities is really important. So to answer your question, for me, balance is a complete myth. And I don't really feel like there is, there is overall, there is a balance that is happening, but I don't think of it as like, oh, I'm going to work 50% today and then do all the other things 50% of the time. And I'm going to have this set schedule because that just doesn't happen in real estate. Um, You know, we work weekends, we work evenings. I don't, I can't tell you what my schedule is going to be three days from now. You know, um, sometimes I can, sometimes right. I'm, I'm pretty systematic as I can be with it, but I, I liken it to an ebb and flow. So it took a while to, to transition. Cause I'm very much a routine. I like routines. I like plans. I like having plans for my plans. Um, and, and I like to be able to do all the things I want to do. So that includes time with my kids, time with my husband, my workouts, and, and I have a coach for that. And so I want to do all the things, but I also want to be a kick-ass realtor. I really want to work on my business as well as in my business. So when you want to do all those things, you know, you have to be, you, you, you can still be a planner and have somewhat of a routine, but you need to thrive in flexibility. And, and that's what I've, it took me a few years 
once I, I transitioned to become a realtor to really understand how to work that ebb and flow. Hmm, that's a really good way of putting it, that thriving in flexibility. I love mm-hmm. that. I got to write yeah. that one down. Well, I would imagine, you know, like you said, it's it's tough to set have that set schedule when you're in an industry that doesn't really have a set schedule. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine a lot of this has to do with boundaries. Mm-hmm. Can you share maybe some of the boundaries that you've put in place with your clients or your family? And then how do you prioritize? Because sometimes when you say, oftentimes when you say yes to one thing, that means you're saying no to something else, right? Which is just part of life. But yeah, I'm just yeah. How you set those set those boundaries? Uh, you know, I I'm a I would say I'm a pretty good communicator. So I don't mind picking up the phone and talking to my clients versus texting and emailing. You know, there's there's a a lot of ways that we can reach out and stay connected with our clients. And so I just make sure that my clients are always in the know and I'm kind of one or two or three steps ahead of what they need to know so that they are always feeling like they're in the loop and we're always in constant communication. Um, and that comes down to, you know, me, me knowing and reading the situation of every set of clients to know, like, where are we in the process? Are we, you know, are we looking for a home? Am I selling their home? And, you know, I'm, I'm scheduling appointments like stagers and those types of things. So it really depends on the certain types of communication and making sure that my clients always know what's going on. So, um, so I'm pretty good with communicating what those steps always are and what they need to be and making myself available as, as their guide when they have stressful moments. And there are a lot of stressful moments in real estate. (laughs) Um, some of them are just excitement stresses, but, um, so I would say communication is really important, but even before that, I take a look at my priorities and my family is always going to be first. Katie, you're really good about making sure your family, your boys are first. Um, and, and that has to come first appointments, big events, their games, um, and things that they have going on with schools and their health, whatever is always going to be important. My husband having time with him, but I would say the close second is work and to family is work and, um, and my training or my health and wellness. And I put them on an equal plane because if I'm not training, if I'm not doing the workouts that that energize me, which for me, it's, it's, you know, I'm a triathlete. So I like to swim by, well, I like swimming. I love cycling. I'm learning to like running. Um, (laughs) but I also do yoga and stretching and meditation and breathing. So all of that is my health and wellness kind of regimen. And it doesn't mean I do them all every day, but, um, but I'm making sure that I have the time to do those things. And I have a coach that gives me a plan every week and he, he, he um, has a wife who's a, who's a lender. So he totally understands my life. Um, and, and that helps. So, you know, having priorities, number one, realizing what's important to you is, is really going to be first and foremost, and then trying to develop that ebb and flow and flexibility around those priorities is what's helped me. So if I were to take you through a day for me, a typical day, in my world at the Nicolay house is we get up at Reggie and I get up at five. We are early risers. Um, like this morning we had coffee. Coffee is kind of our time, you know, where we can 
check in and be like, Hey babe, what's on your schedule? What does your day look like? Okay. Here's what mine looks like. And I check in with my appointments and things that I have, have going on. Um, and then I typically start get right into a workout. So this morning it was, um, a 5k, we ran a 5k together. So sometimes we can merge some of the priorities and, and important things in our lives together. And I always like that. Um, and then I did a strength workout, got ready and send some emails and, you know, have appointments and, um, you know, try to hit the ground running and get as much as accomplished as possible. But then I circle back to family in the afternoon, check in, usually have activities for my kids, Um, five nights a week, I make dinner and we have a sit down dinner. Like, how are you doing? And that dinner is not an hour long and it's not fancy. It may be me throwing tacos on the table, um, that I made, you know, um, and then, and then again, I do like another check-in with work. And then I try to kind of, um, take a look at, do, do I have to communicate with anyone for next steps on anything? And, and I make calls and my family's okay with that because as long as I'm making time for them and I'm making time for me, I don't mind giving my evenings up to counseling someone for an hour on the phone or doing whatever, or going out and having a, you know, a listing appointment or whatever. But, um, then I always come back to, you know, trying to have some downtime with the family and, and I go to bed early. I am <laughs> I'm an early, early to bed person. I'm not a party animal. So I go well, to if bed you're up at five, you know, really quickly. You realize you can't stay up till midnight. If you're going to get up at five, No, I barely make it till 10 barely. I mean, preferably I like to be in bed by like eight 30 or nine. Wow. Yeah. So do you get up that early seven days a week or is that just during the week? Nope. Seven days a week because you're a realtor. There is no day off. Um, You're always on. I mean, I will, I will set clear expectations with clients if I'm taking a a vacation and things like that, but my laptop comes with me. Let's be real. You know, my phone (laughs) comes with me, you know, like I I've finished an entire Ironman drove back, showed a house, wrote an offer and got it accepted all on one day. So you know, things like that happen. And, yeah. and I kind of, th- again, I thrive in that flexibility and I love that energy. So for me, it works. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. It's you, you get an award for the Ironman and then an award yeah. for, you know, being the hero for your clients all in one day. Like what a win-win <laughs> that, that was like serious endorph- endorphin high. And I am definitely an endorphin junkie for sure. <laughs> Well, to to kind of circle back on something you said, I love that you start the day, you know, really kind of putting it, putting your priorities like first in the morning. And I've heard that just from talking to other people. It's like Mm -hmm. how you start your day really can impact not just your day, but your, but your life, you know, so many of, so many people just start their day by like the first thing they do is they, they look at their phone and they're scrolling through social media or they, or they're looking at their emails and they haven't even said hi to their spouse yet. And, you know, yeah. we've all had days like that. I'm not, you know, I'm, I, you know, I think we've all done <laughs> had situations like that, but just setting that day, you know, kind of intentionally right from the get go. Um, it, it seems like you're, you're putting a little bit more control into your day when you've got a business that, is, you know, it's got those ebbs and flows that you can't always mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. It, it took a while for me to, I had a friend, um, tell me once, you know, we had met to do, she's a fellow Ironman and, um, 
I don't, you may have heard of her, Amanda Todd. Do you know Amanda Todd? She's heard, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's in Sacramento. So she's not far from us actually. Yeah. She, she runs a great business and I had met her speaking at an event and um, she came down to, to Livermore to ride because she was training for her first Ironman and we were going out on a bike ride and we were in the locker room um, and getting ready at my gym uh, and after doing a swim and my phone was blowing up and she looked at me and said, and, and this was in my first year of being a realtor. And she goes, honey, you, it's okay for you to go do the things you need to do. You, you can do that. You don't always have to pick up the phone immediately every second. Although she does have a five second rule. So I think she was a little bit, uh, you know, she was going, <laughs> she was working with her flexibility there, but right, right. Um, yeah. So, but she helped me to just kind of have a greater awareness and start growing that awareness of, okay, how, how can I respond and be available to clients, but also do the things that I need to do? Yeah, that's huge. And I didn't plan on asking you this, but I just figured since you brought it up, like, how does one go down the road of becoming an Ironman? I mean, I just think that I just, I, I admire you so much for, <laughs> for the fact that you, and you've done that multiple times, haven't you? I'm not yeah, I'm actually, I'm training for my fifth full Ironman. So, go from, okay. I'm going to start to be healthy and, you know, yeah. I'm going to run, run 5k in the morning too. Like, well, I just think, I just think that's amazing. So side well, note, I just, I would ask does, you, about that. you know, you start small, you start little, you know, little, little, um, you build that, that endurance, you build that base of fitness over time. So for, it took me 11 months to train for my very first Ironman. 11 months. Now, if now I could probably train for an Ironman in six to eight months to get ready for that, but that's because I already have a base, but, um, I just got off of doing, um, and you probably saw this online cause I post a million videos every day of the 5k everyday challenge that I yes. was doing. So, um, I saw a few people we know doing that. One of, I think, uh, yeah. I saw him Dale doing Tumley, that every day. I loved it. Yeah. It. So, um, 5k every day and, and, and the goal was just movement beyond your regular movement. So either walk or hike, or you could bike your 5k, you could dance it if you want to, I don't care, just move. Um, but the, the goal is really to create consistency by doing something smaller. Um, even though it's, it does seem pretty big, um, and to do it every day for 30 days. So this was actually like the third or fourth time I've done it, but, um, for me, I was trying to just build my base and running, but it was, it's really fun for me to share that with other people, especially people, you know, there were athletes doing it, but then there was like Dale, he was just trying to get moving again. Right. Yeah. He just, yeah. he just wanted to lose some weight and get, and get back into the, the feeling of like moving his body. And I had people from, you know, 17 to 70 doing this with, along wow. with me and, and doing it as a part of the group that I run here locally and just even abroad and across the country. So that's really fun. Well, I feel like that's a really great segue to kind of talk about social media and marketing because yeah, just the fact that you can put something out there and you have friends and family and just people from different parts of your life who see that and go, you know what, I'm going to do that. You know, mm -hmm. I think that just, just speaks to, you know, the power of social media, right. Which, uh, which we know and love very well. We do, <laughs> we do love it. Yes. So I, I would love to kind of talk to you a little bit about marketing because as long as I have known you, I mean, you have been on, you know, on camera, you were 
in my mind, like really an early pioneer and uh, really an early influencer to me. I mean, I remember being in the audience at Inman and watching you and Reggie and going, holy cow, who are these people? I need to follow everything they're doing. <laughs> and like, I probably still have my old, you know, notebooks and you guys were on camera, you know, doing, you know, all kinds of video and different types of just, you know, cutting edge stuff, which it's still cutting edge, but especially mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, it was like, holy cow, no one's doing this, you know? So yeah. like how has marketing changed and is there something or maybe one or two things that's really working for you right now in your business? You know, I think that, that only the mediums have changed. Right. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, there are some that have stayed the same, um, and grown and become different in, in different ways. And, um, like, you know, Facebook, YouTube, and some of those, but the mediums have definitely, some have come and come and gone and some have changed in, in what they allow you to do and how people use them. But the goal of marketing, um, I think for everybody is still the same and will always continue to be, to be the same because it's all about trust and it's how you build that trust. So everything comes back to that. And, And for me, um, you know, for anyone, it it really is about finding the mediums where your target audience is and how, you know, places that you actually will participate in. Because if you're going to go and try to build trust and be top of mind with people, you better be in a place that you actually like conversing and, and, and engaging with people. Otherwise, you know, you know, it, it's the long game. It's about consistency and, and content. So back to that 5k every day, like, you know, I can't, you can't do, you're not going to get better at running if you run one day and then you wait three weeks and run again, you know, same thing with, with social media, like you have to have a consistent approach to it. And nobody does that better than you. You've got plans, you've got content calendars, you're teaching people how to be consistent. Um, but everyone at some point has to figure out who they are from the, from the get-go and how they're going to relate to other people and engage with them. And so for me, it's a giant conversation online. It's a giant way for us, you know, to, to really, um, connect with people wholeheartedly and authentically. Um, it gets a little muddy at times out there and, and that's for different reasons. It's people's comfort level. It's fear of, of really showing different sides of yourself or, um, for whatever reason. But for me, it's always worked well for me to be me and, and I'm still growing and learning. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, and, but I have an awareness about this growing person inside of me and I am clear on what the things that I'm passionate about And so I clearly try to share those things that I'm passionate about online in the places that I enjoy. And that that's always for me been mostly, I mean, I love Instagram because it's all about photos and it's, it's fun and it's inspiring to see what people are up to. And I love the story feature. Probably it took me a little while to get onto that bandwagon, but (laughs) once I did, I was like, Oh, this is right up my alley, but um, right. it's, a glimpse of, it's like a day in the life of, you know, and, um, and you get to p- take people along for the ride, you know? Um, and exactly. I think, and no I pun think, intended, you know, as a, as a uh, <laughs> Iron Man, take them along for the ride. I am. I'm taking them on the bike and then I'm taking yeah. them into listings and all, all the facets, you know, being a mom, all the, all the things that help people connect with who you are. And you and I have always been, 
trying to share with people that you can't just share, you know, that you're a realtor 24 seven and post your listings everywhere and make it all about real estate. I mean, you can, and, and I'm sure you'll get certain clients from that. Maybe you may, I don't know, you know, I, cause I don't do that. I only measure what I'm doing. And for me, um, it's more fun to share all the different facets of, of myself. I have greater conversations and I get greater engagement by sharing, you know, all the things that make me who I am. So I do that on Instagram, do that on Facebook, um, still YouTube, of course, cause I'm still doing a ton of video content. Then I have a website and yeah, I mean that I try to keep it simple. I mean, obviously there's other new emerging technologies and mediums out there, but yeah. I just, I don't have the bandwidth to, to do all of them and yeah. that's okay. What do you think? That's okay. I agree. You don't have to be everywhere. I mean, I, I remember you and I saying that probably 10 years ago and, and it's, it's even more true today. I, I totally agree. I don't, I don't think you have to be everywhere. I don't think there's anything wrong with trying, you know, kind of dabbling and saying, you know, what's this, this yeah. TikTok thing or what's this, you know, what about Snapchat or what are like, there's just a lot of different options, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I think one of the things that I've, I've always really admired about you is that you you have always, I, I feel like have created content that it almost doesn't matter what platform you're on because you, you created all this video content and you continue to create video content over the years. So it really kind of goes with you wherever you go, you know, you've got your mm-hmm. website and, you know, there might be an ebb and flow with YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and maybe something else that we ha- that hasn't even come out yet. But, you know, you're, I don't see you as necessarily dependent on like if Instagram went away tomorrow, like Nicole yeah. Nicolet would still be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've got your eggs in a, in a bunch of different baskets. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, that comes back to content and consistency once again, because, yeah. you know, as long as you're creating great content, you'll have a place to put it online. You just have to, the co- creation of the content is the hardest thing. Right. And I think too, when people are first starting this idea of creating content, we try to emulate what we see. And I, mm-hmm. I just remember doing that with you. Honestly, I was like, okay, Nicole's doing this. This is what I got to do. And, but I'm not you. Right. And so it just, mm-hmm. it felt like this isn't right, but it, it's almost like you have to go through that process of getting on camera and figuring out the right angles and figuring out your voice to just figure out your place where you're like, okay, this is me. Right. And that's yeah. you and that works for you. And this may work or you know, it doesn't work, but you have to you just have to find your own voice. You, you know, have to, process. you have to just work on it. You have to yeah. work on it every day. And I, and we all do that. I mean, we all look at people that inspire us, right. And we get, a, get ideas from them and, um, and see what they're doing. And then maybe we try to emulate what they're doing so that we can find our own inspiration. So the inspiration hits us in a way. And, and sometimes it won't right away. And that's really frustrating. So you feel like you're not being truly you, um, you kind of feel like, okay, I'm, I'm copying this kind of format because I'm not quite sure what to do, but I'm going to try it out. And then I'm just going to keep trying, keep trying. And my, my, suggestion is don't give up, like keep, keep trying. If you like that medium and you want to be good at it and there's that drive and passion to want to be better at it, then just keep working on it day after day. And I think at some point, inevitably inspiration, that inspirational moment will hit you and it'll be like, I can do it this way. Or 
this is, this is who I am, you know, like, and that's really exciting because then all of a sudden, like that drive and inspiration takes over who you are. And then you just want to do more and you get so excited and it keeps you wanting to work and work and work at it and continue that consistency. I love that. That's, it's so true. And, you know, I will say that there's a lot of people who, who listen to this, especially agents who feel like, well, you know, that's great for you, Nicole, you know, or Katie, but maybe they feel like it's it's too late, you know, like, well, I'm not there yet. You know, you've been doing this for, for, you know, for decades, like it's, it's too late. And I personally don't feel like it's too late, but (laughs) I would love your, your thought on that. Like, you know, for people who think, oh gosh, I still don't know if it's really worth the time and effort and I'm a busy realtor. Can I just hire someone to do it all for me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, you and I have an answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to hear your answer. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it, it's never too late. You and I both know it's never too late. Um, it's never too late. That's one of the things we tell ourselves, right? When we're starting anything like, I'm too old. I'm too young. I, you know, I'm too this, I'm too that it's too late. Like it's never, ever too late to start anything. It's never too late to become an Ironman. I started that at age like 37 or something, and I'm still going at it, you know? So it's never too late. You just have to push through that mentality of thinking that and just work at it every single day at something, just a little bit, you know, just, And, and again, it comes back to thinking about, you know, what is the medium that I really enjoy do, you know, being on, or that I feel could give me the most bang for my buck, or, you know, I, I don't have that much time, you know, so maybe I'm going to invest, uh, my time and effort in, in Instagram or, or if it's TikTok or whatever it is, you know, or YouTube or creating content, you know, you, you you focus on that one thing and then let it grow from there and don't overwhelm yourself because if you take on too much, uh, you know, from the get-go, then you probably, I don't know, I get overwhelmed easily. So, yeah. um, you know, pick that one thing and just, and just stick with it, be consistent about it and get help, you know, mm-hmm. find, find the Katie Lances of the world and get inspired, <laughs> you know, find, find people that can help you and guide you and, um, you know, get, help, help maybe stimulate that inspiration that you need or show you a resource that maybe will help you do it faster and better. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need to, you don't need to try to figure it all out yourself. You know, there's so many, like you said, you've got, you know, you've got coaches, you've got folks that you've worked with and, and lean on, lean on the wisdom of others. It's okay to ask for help and guidance and you don't have to you don't have to be a martyr and figure it all out yourself. <laughs> no. And colleagues are awesome. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're great. And the, you know, whether it's a mastermind group or, um, you know, somebody that you rely on or you think, or you look up to, don't be afraid to reach out to them and ask for help. People across the country have asked me how I started some of the things I've done over the years. And I'm always happy to, to give my time and, and give them some advice and tips. Yeah, that's great. Anything else you'd like to add? I know we, we, we could probably talk to you for another, you know, hour or so, but I want to be respectful of your time. So any, anything else I didn't ask you or anything else you want to chime in and, and add as we uh, get towards the end today? Uh, you know, I think one of the things that I have found that's really helped me um, kind of step back because a lot of people, I think, want to to do more, but they aren't sure where to start. Sometimes 
um, well, one, you can look to great resources like you, Katie, or maybe you find a good book or a great podcast to listen to, or, or re some, you know, something to listen to in the car. I I'm, I'm a good audible person. I like to listen to books, um, as I'm driving to appointments or other things like that. So, you know, definitely finding those resources that make you laugh, make you smile, make you cry. Um, but also, one of the greatest things I would say that's helped me even more just figure out for me who, who I am and what I want to be is um, meditation. And I'm a terrible meditator. I will tell you, cause my brain never shuts up. So <laughs> I use guided med- meditations and there's lots of guided meditations apps out there. So you can just pick one. Um, and I try to meditate like every day um, just for, it doesn't have to be for an hour or 30 minutes. It can be for five minutes, you know, um, but just getting quiet with yourself and breathing and letting, letting go of everything around you just for five, 10 minutes. Sometimes it has to be in my car though, because it's <laughs> the only place I can get, get away from the family and the dogs and the chaos of, right. of life. So, yeah, well, that's great advice. That's really great advice. Well, Nicole, I have loved chatting with you. This has been so much fun. I so appreciate you taking the time to just tell us a little bit about your backstory and to talk to us about work-life balance, quote-unquote balance, and and business and marketing and and social media. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I think you're probably 15, 20 minutes away from me, so I really should drive over and we should open a bottle of wine one of these days. I agree. I am. I'll let you pick the wine. You have better, you have, you have a better wine repertoire than I do. I'm sure. (laughs) I would love that. It's a date for sure. (laughs) Thank you. Well, for all of our listeners, we will put Nicole's contact information below uh, lovelivermore.com. Make sure you check that out. Um, If you are looking for some inspiration, uh, you know, in terms of of content and, and just seeing someone who is checking off all the boxes uh, when it comes to serving their clients and just doing great work, definitely check out lovelivermore.com. Of course, you can follow Nicole on all the socials. I particularly love following you over on Instagram. So we're going to link that below. Uh, It's N-I-K underscore N-I-K, or like I said, Nick Nick. And if you love this podcast, the best thing you can do is share it out, share it out on social media, tag me, tag Nicole, feel free to take a screenshot, take a selfie, whatever you'd like to do, and let us know that you listened. Uh, And if you really, really loved it, we would love if you would uh, leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. All right, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you again, Nicole. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.